Hello guys, welcome back to the Talk Crystal Palace podcast. My name is Ollie. Happy Thursday or Friday if you're listening to this uh, in the morning before Brighton. It's the big one tomorrow. The No, I'm not going to call it that derby. The big the big game of the season, the big away day. Um, we've been real, really spoiled actually last few weeks. Millwall, uh, now this one. Uh, I've seen people downplaying it on Twitter. Let's not pretend that we don't hate Brighton. This isn't a massive game. It's arguably the biggest league game of the season. Um, and I'm really hoping we build uh, on the Millwall victory um, and even some performances before that game. This is going to be a quick kind of preview of the game. Um, looking at Brighton from an, as neutral a perspective as I can take, uh, kind of going through what I think our team will be, how we'll replace some big holes in the team like Wilf and, uh, and Kiate, and also going through some Twitter comments, some hot takes, which I asked for uh, about the game on uh, on Friday. I was looking for some bold predictions. So put your neck on the line. Um, and people certainly did that. So I'll go through them towards the end. Um, and yeah, let's crack on with the preview. In a weird way, it feels like Brighton and Palace have kind of swapped since last season. Um, I think a lot of Palace fans, if not all Palace fans, would admit that we were very lucky to win a lot of our games last year to even get points against some teams. Um, we really had to grind them out. Uh, and that's kind of understating it. Brighton, on the other hand... Um, you know, the the XG Kings, as they were known, they played some really good football, um, very easy on the eye, and they just couldn't finish games off. Uh, they dropped stupid points. Um, whereas this year, it feels like it's been the opposite. You know, Palace, we've dropped last-minute points against Brighton like, earlier in the season, against Arsenal, so many games. Even West Ham, we should have beaten them when we lost 3-2. Um, whereas Brighton have really dare I say, ridden their luck. Uh, a lot of last-minute equalisers, which they've treated as winners, um, we all remember, oh, why'd you let it bounce? Ha <laughs> ha, lol. Um, but it doesn't really matter for them, you know. They they went almost three months without a win, but still find themselves eighth in the league, I think they are. Um, it, granted, it's very congested in that area. Um, but they're kind of doing the opposite to what they were last season, you know. I don't think they've dominated games uh, in that way. You know, when they came to Selhurst earlier this season, we should have beaten them. Like I saw someone on Twitter say from their end that they were unlucky not to win, which I think is completely wrong. Um, I mean, minimum, absolute minimum draw was a fair result. And, and even then, I think, you know, had it not been for a, a very lucky assist and some poor defending and a great finish, we would have won that game. So, you know... Uh, it's, you know, these things happen. Um, but, you know, let's be honest, they have improved. They've, they've strengthened. Um, and they are where some people might say they deserve to be, higher in the table. You know, like even the most biased of Palace fans that I am, um, you know, they, they're not a 16th or 15th place team. Um, Graham Potter is a good manager. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I don't necessarily buy the whole, oh, Brighton a one one like 25 goal a season striker away from Champions League. It's like, well, aren't most teams? Uh, but I think that's kind of not true. But, um, you know, I, I think last year in the, in the home and the away game, the, the gap between the two teams was massive. Like, obviously, it's particularly the away game. Well, the away game was very satisfying. It was the most satisfying of victories ever. Um, but let's be honest, they were so much better than us across those two games. And I think we've really come on leaps and bounds since then. Um, and I think that we're kind of getting there. Brighton are also a team kind of working towards something. Um, we are in earlier stages of a similar trans transformation. And I think... Um, Friday will be a really good test to see how far both teams have come, actually, um, in terms of where they were, you know, two, three years ago and where they want to be uh, in the future.
They'll be without uh, two players on Friday, two key players. Uh, Eve Basuma is at AFCON and Lewis Dunk is injured. Uh, so it'll be kind of weird, I think, watching the game um, without Wilf and Lewis Dunk. They've kind of been the main characters basically, what, since the playoff game. Um, so it'll be a bit weird, I think. Uh, maybe some people are saying taking a slight, slight bit of the edge out of it. But I think it's a good time for players to step up from both teams to kind of show that they care. Because that's one thing that's been really missing from Palace's end, uh, kind of until the game in September, actually, is no one looked asked, Especially, like, you know, in the games where we got battered, they just didn't look like they cared at all. Um, Wilf was the only one who kind of showed any sort of hatred towards them. And I hope that Vieira is you know, treating this with the respect it deserves. He's played in some of the biggest derbies in, in world football. And I hope he's kind of instilling that that hatred and that passion into the squad before the game tomorrow, because, you know, in the past, we've not we've not shown it. Of course, we're without a few players uh, due to AFCON as well. There's no Wilf, there's no Ayu, there's no Kiate. Honestly, amazingly, I think the person we're going to miss and have missed most so far is Kiate. Like, I think Wilf uh, is actually... He's, I don't want to say the word replaceable, but we have good replacements for him um, in Elise, in Edouard, playing off that wing in Eze as well. Um, Ayu is kind of in the same boat. He, he, if anything, was well, not if anything, he was definitely way more informed before he left to go to AFCON. Um, but the Kiate hole is kind of difficult to, to plug. Luca has struggled recently. There was an interview with him today talking about his own personal issues. And I suppose that goes some way to explaining uh, why he's been out of sorts over the last year or so. Um, Gyro's barely played. And then when you play Hughes there, how do you set up in front of him? So we'll have to see. But, I, you know, one thing that was lamented at us in the game in September was, oh, they didn't have Basuma, they didn't have all these players. I can't remember who it was, top of my head. Um, but we're kind of in the same boat this time. We're missing key players. Um, but I think that kind of adds to it. You know, it, it adds to the... It adds to the drama. There'll be some players in that team, the Palace team in particular, who really have a point to prove who, if they put in a huge performance, can not only keep a place in the starting eleven, but can kind of be remembered for that for that game, Jean-Philippe Mateta style. Um, so I hope someone steps up and takes that chance. Um, in terms of our predicted eleven, I think... I wouldn't be surprised if we were more or less unchanged from the FA Cup. It sounds like Guaita might be back. Uh, that would be a big boost if he was. Back four picks itself... Um, the midfield and attack is where it might be a bit more iffy. I think you can pretty much guarantee that Hughes, Gallagher, uh, Elise and and Edouard will play, I think. It's who else plays in that midfield three and who plays up front. Um, I would love to see Eze play centrally, um, but it's it's risky. We've lacked defensive capabilities recently in the middle of the park. And I, I can honestly see Luca coming in, Hughes kind of playing the macaron, Gallagher doing his thing. Um, and as I said, I honestly think that Jean-Philippe Mateta will, will keep his place up front. I'm calling it now, Mateta up top, Benteke bench. I never thought I'd say that a few weeks ago, but here we are. And my, my full-on 100% hot take is not just Mateta is starting, but Mateta is scoring. Um, I asked them on Twitter, that was my one. I think if he plays, he scores. I, I believe that. Um, and, I, and a lot of people agreed. I think that was, that was some people might even say it's not a hot take considering the way he's playing. Uh, that was my one. There were definitely um, a few others which, which caught my eye. One of them uh, saying that Gyro is scoring. Um, that, that is, that's the kind of hot take I want. I don't want, one of the, some of them are like, oh, Luke is starting. I'm like, is that a hot take? Not really. Who else is going to play there? Gyro scoring, that's a hot take, mate. Put a tenner on it. I wonder what the odds are, probably 30 to 1. Do it, mate. Do it. 
two kind of conflicting ones. We've got one which says that Mateta is starting but dropping a stinker, uh, which which I hope doesn't happen. And that Benteke is going to replace him early, maybe even before the hour mark, um, maybe replicating that 90 plus five beauty. Uh, and another one which says that Elise Edouard Mateta will prove to be our best front three of the season so far. I'm not going to lie, I can see the dynamics working. I can see that working. I think Elise has, I think the Elise shout is not that brave, but Eduardo Mateta over Wilfred Benteke. I like it. And you know what? I hope that's true. I would start those three up front together for what it's worth um, on Friday night. I think that would be a great front three. And I think that would cause Brighton real problems in lots of different ways. So I back it um, and I hope it happens. A few others, Tyrick Mitchell assist. Uh, that would be a big one. A good time to do it. Maybe a little shush to the home uh, home fans. Michael Elise style. Um, Schlupp shouldn't play centre mid. I completely agree. Um, I actually, I, th- I think that Schlupp in centre mid, I spoke about this in depth after the Millwall game. Uh, he does not do enough in the middle of the park and that's his job. He is decent going forward. He's not as good as Gallagher or Elise, but that's not, uh, sorry, or Eze, but that's not to say that he's not a good option going forward in terms of, you know, like breaking the lines and stuff. But uh, in terms of controlling a game in the middle of the pitch, which is going to be very important against Brighton, uh, the way they play, he's not good enough to do that. I really hope he doesn't start, but I can see a world where he does. And obviously if he does, I'll back him. You know, I think it was actually uh, five years ago today, six years ago today, we signed Jeffrey Schlupp. That's six years Jeffrey Schlupp has been at Palace. Where has the time gone? Jesus, that is mad. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to disrespect him. It would be very Schlupp uh, day after his Palace birthday to pop up with a big goal. Um, so maybe maybe I won't be so bold in that prediction. And another shout was Brighton will get a, a red card early doors. Um, they got a man sent off, didn't they, last season? I think Dunk got sent off for trying to break Gary Cahill's leg in, in half. Um have they got a red in other games since? Another another one I remember, like an early Brighton memory I have is uh, the 3-0, I think it was, uh, at Sellers the year we got promoted. That's kind of the first one I can remember, weirdly enough. I don't know why. Were they below? Were they in leagues below us after, before that? I don't know. Um, and Lewis Dunk getting sent off after like five minutes. Uh, and then Glenn Murray giving a penalty to Garvin and not completing his hat-trick. That was very weird. Um but, you know, that's, I suppose, Murray obviously has affiliations. Brian. I don't know. I thought that was weird at the time. As I said at the start of the podcast, I've seen a lot of people downplaying this saying, oh, it, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't hit, hit the same because there's no Wilf, there's no Dunk because of Millwall. I promise you that tomorrow that will be forgotten. When the game starts, that will be forgotten. Um, I think the away support is going to be absolutely immense. And like, if I look back at our time in the Prem, some of the most iconic moments that I can remember have been against Brighton. You know, um, the 3-2, the year they came up, that was an unbelievable game. Very, very stressful. It was really big in our bid to stay up that year, although we obviously stayed up comfortably in the end. Um, the year after that was when TCP, the, the YouTube channel, had a had a spike after some absolutely woeful performances. So the, the less we uh, the less we talk about that, the better. The year after that, Wilf scoring at the Holmesdale end uh, to, to equalise. I thought I was going to have a hard attack when that went in. IU, again, that was another game, which I remember well watching that at uni. Um, and I had to write about that game for Squawker um, as a neutral. And it was very difficult to not just go fucking get in. Uh, but I didn't. I refrained. Um, and then, of course, the year after that, you've got Ben Teke, 90 plus 5. It, Brighton games have been good to us. You know, it's been over a thousand days since Brighton beat us in the league. Um, and I would take a point tomorrow, I think. Uh, there's no shame in that. Obviously, 
We'll see how the game goes. But if you offered me a point right now, I think I would take it. I, I'm I'm kind of terrified of going there for the first time and us losing. Um, and on the topic of that, I was thinking the other day about if we got Brighton in the FA Cup final. Uh, obviously, this is very wishful thinking for both teams. But I don't even think I would enjoy it. Like, obviously, if we won, it would be insane. But the build-up, would I, pr- I would probably sleep about two minutes a night in the build-up. Like, imagine... Imagine the, te- the the tension leading up to a game like that. Obviously, I'll talk about that on our FA Cup final preview podcast, which should happen uh, around May when we inevitably win the whole thing under PV. Um, and I just hope that that game is not against Brighton because bloody hell, that would be very, very stressful. Score predictions. It, Brighton games have been tight recently. Um, they've always been tight, apart from uh, the 3-0 at the Amex back in 18-19. Um, you know, we've nicked a few results recently. Let's not pretend that's not happened. But Brighton kind of got a bit of their own back this uh, this time around. Do not forget that we did not celebrate Benteke as much as they celebrated Mope. And they're still going on about a 1-1 draw. Uh, I just have to squeeze that in. Yep, talk BHAFC. Ha 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 ha. Um, I'm going to go for 1-1 again. Uh, maybe a slightly boring prediction. I can see... I'm going to go Mateta for Palace, at least they assist. And I don't care who scores for them. Uh, yeah, no dunk. So I don't really... Or, or hopefully not Mope. In a dream world, we get a Mope last minute VAR goal disallowed in front of the Palace fans after he shushes us and we win the game 2-1. That would probably be the dream. Um, or Michael Elise doing Michael Elise things uh, that he did against Millwall too. I'd love a moment like that. Give me an iconic moment because uh, I wasn't there for IU. I wasn't there when we won the playoff game. I want something where I can look back on and go, I was there. And you know what? I back him. It's going to be a class day out. Um, hopefully a lot of you guys will be there. If you if you see me, come and say hello, dare I say. Um, as long as you know, you're nice and friendly and you're not a Brighton fan. Um yeah, it should be a class day out. I'm taking a half day off work, going down there early uh, with my dad and just, yeah, getting on it. And that's what away days are all about. I love an away day. I haven't had an away day since Chelsea. So, uh, yeah, this should be really, really good. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, guys. If you don't follow me already on Twitter, please do, at TalkCPFC. Follow the podcast, share it with your friends, like it. Um, I was actually ranked on Apple Podcasts uh, when this first came out, which is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, it'd be great great to see some uh, some more support from everyone. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow. Um, if you're going or you're watching on TV, watching the pub, whatever, uh, get behind the boys, make some noise. Um, come on, Palace. <laughs>